to you, EBO. Thanks, Tony. We have our guest from the Conscience Project director, Andrea Pachati Bear is going to talk about grandparents now being caught up in this ideologue attack thing that's going on. Honey, I'm there. I am a grandparent helping raise grandchildren, and um, I, I'm sorry, but I guess we're just wired differently, us old folks, huh? First, I don't think you're an old folk. Okay. I'm in my 50s, <laughs> um, so I'm not. But, uh, me you too. know, just, my kids had babies club. early. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's really it's really quite striking. Um, this is a really troubling development in the the quest of gender ideologues to kind of touch every aspect of American life. You know, I didn't realize this until I started looking into the issue. You know, over two and a half million children in America are being raised by their grandparents. I believe um, it because I, everybody I know, every, the grandparents, they either watch the kids part time or all the time. Yeah. No, and sometimes those grandparents are the full-time caregivers, maybe because the, the, their biological, the children's biological parents um, aren't able to care for them, or they've got drug abuse issues, or they're incarcerated. Or they're dead. And so there's, yeah, or they're dead. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right, and these grandparents are providing an important part of our kind of social safety net for, for children in need. Um, but it becomes uh, a challenge in that, there's there's a beautiful movement to try to help compensate, give grandparents financial support from from the state, much like foster care parents would receive. But at the same time, that puts them in a sticky position where they may be subjected to the same kinds of rules and regulations requiring grandparents to quote unquote affirm gender identity, regardless of whether a child has even expressed a gender identity that's at odds with their biological sex. I know, and that's where we're seeing grandparents saying nope. Nope. We'll eat ramen noodles for the rest of my damn life before I will buy into this dysphoria. I'm not doing it. Well, and one of the things that that I've been kind of, I'm trying not to be chicken little here, um, but there have been a few (laughs) cases where where children are being taken from their biological family homes because the families are not affirming gender identity and the state is considering that equivalent to abuse. You know what? Let me add them. I am just over this. I am done with this. When someone is 18, they can choose to live however they want. I And I I will fully support it. You could live as you want. I won't make fun of you. I won't. I'm not going to call you she when you're a he. I'm not going to play a part in your role here, but I'm not going to care if you wear makeup and a dress. I'm not going to care when you're 18. But while you were a child and you were developing and you're unsure and your favorite color changes every three weeks and your body is growing and you, d- you like a different boy or a different girl every two weeks, when you don't even know what's happening to your body at that point, you are not going to make decisions like that and the government can get the heck out of my house. No. No. <laughs> You're a good grandma. You're a fierce grandma. I'm fierce. Don't, yeah, don't start. Yep, you can get through my dog, then we'll talk. <laughs> well, what's what's really, really difficult is this is really um, coming up against some core American principles, right? Um, we've got religious people saying that gender ideology runs counter to a, just a general faith-based understanding of the human person, made mm-hmm. male and female. But it's also going after parental rights, the roles of extended family when we're dealing with kin care from grandparents, 
um, or other extended relatives taking care of children. But really at the core, there's, there's an assault going after children in general and particularly children in need. And so children whose, whose families of origin aren't able to care for them, whose parents, biological parents, aren't able to care for them safely and lovingly, these are vulnerable kids. And instead of um, giving them just the support to grow up, knowing that they're loved, knowing that they're known, um, they're, they're being bombarded with, you know, solutions that aren't solutions. And there's a large percentage of kids in foster care, for example, larger than the general population, mm-hmm. that are claiming, you know, gender identity at odds with their biological reality. And nobody's saying maybe it's because they're suffering. Yeah. That they're looking for solutions that, that aren't going to bring happiness, aren't going to bring peace, but instead add more injury. And and create a problem that's unfixable and medically necessary to treat for the rest of their lives. Let's wait until they're grown and they're positive about what they want to do. So, you know, I believe God knows us before he's placing us in the womb. I truly believe that as as a Catholic. I believe God knew me before I was in the womb. The Bible told me so. That's how I know Jesus loves me. So it's like, you know, allowing a child or even the government to force us to allow little tiny kids, as I mentioned, who don't know what time it is, can't even write in cursive to decide that they want to be something other. I was at a dinner. I'm going to tell you this, Andrea. I probably did before where a grandmother, a little girl is very tomboyish. She reminded me of myself. Because I like all boy stuff, but I'm glad I have boobs and I'm a girl. Okay? But I was very much tomboy. She was like, you want to be a boy, don't you? You want to be a boy, don't you? I wanted to just cuff her in the face. Because I'm like, stop doing that to this child. Stop introducing an option that is not really an option. Well, and that's, that's one of the issues. You know, I'm a firm defender of parental rights. But there's an issue about when... Um, when there's abuse going on and confusing a young child by planting these ideas is really harmful to them. You know, kids look to the adults in in their orbit for guidance, right? They're always looking for what are the rules and they're going to come up against, you know, very close up against breaking that rule, but they're looking to parents they and they're looking structure. to grandparents. Yeah. And, and if, if we're pro- promoting these ideas because they're fashionable, because they're trendy, oftentimes we have to look at whether or not there's something in us that's looking for attention, that's looking for um, trying to be novel or hip. Um, and, and it's important to push back against the trendy aspect of gender ideology. You know, there's, there's a theory in, in psychology called contagion, where, you know, you get a, a bunch of girls together, teenage girls or middle school girls, and they all start manifesting similar mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's anorexia, bulimia, or in this case, gender dysphoria. Or cutting um, themselves, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and mm-hmm. it's kind of the, the horrible part of peer pressure. We need to be doing the good part of peer pressure, where the community is supporting people to embrace their awkwardness, you know, through the middle school years and the teen years, to just know... It's about riding it out, you know. God, God created you, made you wonderfully made, mm-hmm. and and even though it, it there's a lot of self doubt, even into our fifties, um, we need to to really hold on to that. And the role of the people around us, 
especially as, as adults, the role of, of people around young people is to encourage them to embrace who God made them to be well, and to know the many talents and the many gifts that they have. I wish I had more time, but there's a big difference between accepting and celebrating. And I would like the people who are shooting me hateful messages to know that I will accept someone for who they are if they're a good person, no matter what they are. You know, once they're 18 and they've decided that they want to live a certain way, as long as they're good people, I'll accept you. But I am not going to celebrate it. I'm not going to be that person. But judge lest she be judged. But we're talking about little kids here. And the government has no right to tell us that we have to let our kids develop dysphoria because we've got enough problems with Megan Fox who changed one of the most beautiful women you've ever seen has changed her face. Now she looks like a sex doll. We've got all of these people who are leading our kids to think that they're never going to be good enough unless they change to the point of being some sort of horrific Halloween thing. So let's stop with this. You're not good enough until you're good enough right now. Amen. Andrea, Pichotti uh, Bear, she is director of Conscience Project. Where do people go to learn more? This gave me a headache. Check out check out our website at conscience-project.org, or you can follow me if you're on X slash Twitter at Bayer Pichotti. Yeah. All right. Everybody, please, please check this out. And grandparents, if you're raising your grandkids and they're like, I'm a, I want to be a boy, I want to be a boy, say, no, you're a girl. When you, when you turn 18, if you want to dress like a boy, act like a boy, be a boy, whatever. But while you're in my house, while you are in my house under my rules, you will do what you're supposed to do. And the government will never tell me how I'm going to run my household. Andrea, thank you. Thanks a lot. Have a uh-huh. great morning. You too. Bye-bye.